Hello and welcome back to The Brew Interviews, the one show that leaves all preconceived notions at the door. And by preconceived notions, we mean leaving out all the facts and rational decision making. I am Robbie and joining me as always via the internet is my best friend Lauren. It is episode 39 and this week we are going to do another movie review. This time it's the Netflix original movie, Velvet Buzzsaw. So grab a beer and get ready for a thrill, because now it's time to Netflix and chill. This week on The Brew Interviews. The Brew Interviews, coast to coast, brews, faves, and more with Lauren and Robbie. This episode is sponsored by Rapid Applicant, the online app that helps you recruit the people that you need. But more from them later on. For now, how you been, Lauren? God, Robbie, I love your intros. I love your <laughs> intros so much. Gosh, you're so creative. You're so creative. I could never write something like that. I know. That's why I do it. I know. I'm so happy that I have a partner like you. God. You tell Danny? Oh, <laughs> yeah, all the time. <laughs> like Robbie's my first partner. <laughs> are we? Are we? She? My? Are we sister wives? How does that work? Sister wives. Oh. Oh, that means I'm involved with her, too. No, no. All right. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm doing well. Um, my field work that I was supposed to do this week got canceled. So that was fine. Except I dropped my dog off in Keene. So, like, I haven't had him all week because I haven't had a chance to go back to get him. And then my Fleetwood Mac concert got fucking postponed. So I couldn't go to that. One of them was had the audacity to... to to get sick how dare they i know what the fuck so now it's i don't know when they're gonna like reschedule it for they better reschedule it if i get refunded i don't get to see them i'd be pissed <sighs> sorry <laughs> good i'm just a little upset about not getting to see fleetwood mac i was looking forward to I know. it you just like stevie nicks you know? i love stevie nicks i, I love, love all stevie of them stevie <sighs> nicks and and mick fleetwood and uh i always forget the other names i only remember the two names for some reason uh Flick, fleetwood and Mick, well, it's Mick fleetwood and then uh <laughs> mac <laughs> matt no fuck i yeah but i don't i don't I anyways i'm just yeah. upset that i didn't get to see fleetwood mac um yeah. and then uh we had lunch at work today which was great because i when i was leaving i took a plate home and i ate it for dinner so i didn't have to make myself dinner tonight <laughs> <laughs> free food is the best food yeah and i'm gonna go to night shift this weekend so i'm looking forward to it going to where night shift brewing oh oh yeah that's right yeah with uh danny's cousin so that'll be fun yeah nice yeah how are you robbie how are you doing i'm good got to watch some fun movies that's what i got to do yeah yeah that's about it <laughs> did you just <laughs> been work work and then prep for this that's all that's all i do did you watch some other exciting movies aside from whatever the fuck we're talking about tonight is uh no it wasn't exciting to stuff i've already watched before but i don't know Sometimes you rewatched like movies yeah i'm a movie lover laura i rewatch <laughs> a lot of movies i don't just you watch just, them once you just took the time to like rewatch one that you already watched i guess i do that yeah. i'll watch grease a thousand times in a row <laughs> watch grease a thousand times <laughs> i loved grease also I go ahead sorry i rewatched uh miller's crossing it's a really What's good that? It's kind of a what is it 1930s like it takes place in that time i think it's 30s uh gangster movie and it's really good because everybody else talks about like the goodfellas and casino and the godfather but miller's crossing is actually i think better than some of those 
I think it was filmed in the 80s. I think it's the 80s or 90s. I've never seen any of those movies. You've never seen... Well, I don't, I don't care about the Godfather movies. I hate those. But like Casino or Goodfellas? No. Is good, does oh Goodfellas have um, that guy from Roseanne in it? The John guy Goodwin from or whatever? No. no. Uh, I don't know what it is then. <laughs> you have to watch Goodfellas. No. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll have to do a good. review on it so I watch it. But yeah, it's an amazing movie. Best gangster movie of all time, probably. Damn. What other ones did you rewatch? Did you rewatch anything else? Um, The Nun. The horror movie. Oh, no. That looks... The cover of that is too scary. I won't watch it. It's, it's not as scary as I thought it was going to be. I was really? kind of disappointed. It was overall, it was fine, but it's not nearly as scary as I thought it was going to be. Well, you're not nearly as scary and my not nearly as scary are two different things. Well, yeah, you're a giant wuss. Totally yeah, different. I know. That's what I'm saying. So, like, it could actually be scary. Well, yeah, I guess kind of. I would rewatch uh, Bridesmaids over and over again, too, I think. Who was I talking to that just was rewatching Bridesmaids? Uh, a genius, because it's amazing. I love was Bridesmaids. It, it, it might have been Steph. I it has so many good people in it. So many good people. God. I think it was Steph. I don't know. It might have been. I think her and I were talking about it the other day. That's like one that if I'm just flipping through channels and it's on, like, I'll leave it on. I love that movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's not amazing by any means, but it's a good movie. It's a good comedy. Yeah, I just love basically everyone that's in it, so. <laughs> Fair enough. So, Lauren, what are you drinking this week? Uh, well, Robbie, um, I am drinking Engram. Engram? E-N-G-R-A-M. Engrams. Um, yep. From, <laughs> <laughs> from uh, Bissell Brothers. It is a wheat ale. And it is a 5.5% ABV. And you hate wheat ales. Yeah, well, I have one, okay? I'm I'm trying to go outside my comfort zone. That's not bad. It doesn't really have, like, that weedy, crackery, yucky flavor that, <laughs> that wheats have for me, usually. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not bready at all. It's kind of, it's good. Lauren likes a wheat ale? Yeah. It's because it doesn't taste like a wheat ale. Yeah, that's probably what it is, yeah. I wonder if it will start tasting more like one as it warms up, but... 100%. Honestly, it just kind of tastes like a... It kind of tastes like an IPA. Like, it's... I don't know. I think maybe... <laughs> you better hope it doesn't taste like a wheat beer. I don't know. It's so... It's, like, fruity. I don't know. I don't ever think I've had a wheat ale that's, like, fruity and not, like... I haven't had that many wheat ales, though. Yeah. But doesn't uh, was it Long Trail? Don't they make like a ra- they make a raspberry wheat, a blackberry wheat? I've never had any of those. I don't really like Long. Uh, well, I, I've never. I don't I really like, drink a Long Trail. I, yeah. I think I like their. Did they Trailblazer? Maybe that one was okay. I think that's like their regular IPA. Mm-hmm. But they have their blackberry wheat. I absolutely love. Yeah, this doesn't really taste like a, like what you would think a wheat ale tastes like. I like yeah. that. Right now, I like it. We'll see how it is as it warms up. All right, what are you drinking, Robbie? Because I already know. Why don't you tell our, our listeners? <laughs> Today, I am drinking Guava Mochi yes. IPA from Great Notion Brewing out in uh, Oregon. This is a Japanese-inspired IPA fermented with toasted rice, milk sugar, vanilla beans, and guava. And 7, 7, yeah, just 7% alcohol. Yes, that was one of the ones that I talked about being one of my favorites Yeah, that, that uh, I've had on the show. It's definitely interesting for sure. Yeah, I really liked it. You can almost smell the like the milk sugar 
yeah, that in some of these sweetness. beers. Yeah, you can just tell it's it's fermented with milk sugars. And, yeah. Which is kind of a off-putting for me sometimes. But I think this is just, just fruity enough to where it kind of negates that. Yeah. Yeah, it's enjoyable so far. I think it has to be cold. Like it, yeah, like letting this one warm up. Cold. It's gonna yeah. get it's gonna get too like sticky sweet if you let it get yeah too warm. It'll be start getting weird and yeah. So we both have to drink our drinks quickly. So <laughs> drink, our, drink our drinks quickly. I really like the can art on this one though. So I've been wanting to drink it for a little bit. I thought Bissell Brothers kind of keeps her cans simple. Yeah, well, it is simple. I just I don't. The screen isn't gonna let you get the best effect. Of this, <laughs> it's but. very that's that's gonna be a pain in the ass picture to take. No, I think I'll get the right lighting. I have the yeah. best fucking morning lighting in my in my living room. That's why I Dude. take all of my pictures <laughs> on top of my record machine because it yeah. has like the best fucking lighting ever. It's awesome. I wish I have shitty lighting. That's why I had to buy the studio light. Yeah, you don't have yeah. great lighting. Well, that's because you don't fucking open your blinds ever. I was yes, opening I your blinds all the time when I was out there. I was like, I need these to be open. I need more light in here. And you are like a bat living in a cave. No. You come out, you don't even open your shades. I don't know how you function in the dark, Robbie. Are I, you a vampire? Was, What's going on? I was on? working night shift. I was working nights. So I'm not used to seeing the sun all the time. And it was because when you came over, I was still on nights, you know? Yeah, so you're it's right. So it's a change, but I'm, I like, I love natural light. I fucking hate overhead lighting. Despise it. Same. So my shades are always open. <laughs> so. oh, well, next time I come to visit, you better have your shades open all the time. I'm going to just open them. I don't even care what you say. You're just going to open them? <laughs> mm-hmm. Then all my neighbors can stare at me. It's weird. Yeah, that's the best thing. I like walking around my apartment naked. <laughs> yeah, weren't you on the second floor, right? Yeah, but my, my windows matter. face the parking lot. <laughs> Yeah, but people are in like really a whole other building. Oh yeah, you no, you can see in the apartments. Uh-huh. I so like to just, I just like kind of run and duck. I feel like a ninja, like a naked ninja. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we're gonna oh, move on to our wait. Mi- oh, what, what, Robbie, what? I also sent, I also sent beer to uh to like three different podcasts. It was awesome. Well, Jordan, we already sent, we sent that one. Yeah, that was a while ago, right? Yeah, yeah. But then I sent it to Unknowable, so like. And then they sent me this really cool block print that they made. Yeah. Of uh of Mothman. Yeah. I like Mothman. Is that like their is that like their uh their logo or Yeah, yeah, like their OG logo is their mascot. Is uh Mothman. Mothman. And then um I sent some to the Golden Ghouls and they just got it tonight. So they're gonna drink it over the next couple episodes, so that'll be fun. Nice. Yes. Yeah. I hope they like what I sent them. Uh I actually sent some people stuff too. It wasn't beer, but I sent yeah? my podcast i don't know if i mentioned it last episode but no i don't think so oh yeah tell tell them what you sent them so i wreck my podcast is they do trivia and each time whoever wins trivia gets to carry around a wwe title and i they're wrestling fans i was wrestling fan growing up and all that stuff so i sent them a money in the bank briefcase and if anybody of you know what that is from watching wrestling um so i sent them a plastic version that's normally supposed to hold like action figures yeah and I told them to use it, you know, with their trivia, you know what I mean? Like spray paint something just horrible on the front of it and give it to the last place trivia person. <laughs> to have to so carry that, around. To have to carry around. They came up with a better idea for it, actually. Yeah, they're um, going to keep like the the sudden tie death breaking. Topics. Yeah, 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 sudden yeah. death topics and stuff. They're putting it to really good use. They really appreciate yeah, it. I love 100%. that. And I already told them, don't worry about finding a last place trophy because one is on the way. And I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm so excited and I, to see you send them. <laughs> And I am very proud of this one, so it'll be be there forever. (laughs) Anyways, go check out their podcast because it's really funny. 
they if you really like nostalgic stuff you'll really like uh like listening to them yeah check out wreck my podcast the unknowable podcast and golden ghouls yeah unknowable podcast they do like uh cryptids and conspiracy theories and shit it's awesome like today they did some sort of disease uh, i don't, I don't <laughs> remember about diseases all the time i know <laughs> They're always sexual, but we don't But it was like diseases. a crazy, like, DNA disease. It, like, folds your DNA, like, weirdly, and you, like, ah, oh, it's cray. Um, yeah, anyways, cray. yeah. <laughs> it's really good to listen to. Like, it's out of the norm of, like, the normal, like, uh, paranormal kind of podcasts that people are doing. And then the Golden yeah. Ghouls. My girls. My ghoulies. I love them. Oh, that just, was weird. I my, know. My ghoulies. I just, yeah, because, like, they're go- the Golden Ghouls, so, like girlies, girlies. <laughs> do they listen to our show because i i feel like you're probably creeping them out now <laughs> i know they're probably like oh my god how the fuck do we get rid of her <laughs> i just sent them beer i wanted to send them beer yeah. i support them on patreon so i'm allowed yeah. to do it it's fine you're like the special like the special kid in the neighborhood that we just like let play with us <laughs> it's, kind it's like of oh we have to like. oh no <laughs> oh so we're gonna move on to our main topic of the night which is the movie review of netflix original velvet was uh for those of you that don't know this movie came out uh early february on netflix it is a i guess it's a it's a thriller thriller drama mystery kind of weird written yeah and you can't fucking you don't even know what it is robbie well because it's a Sorry. mixture of a lot of stuff it's just a little odd written and directed by dan gilroy i have no clue who it is i didn't really look him up at all i probably should have anyway yeah fuck him <laughs> a little synopsis of the movie Velvet Buzzsaw, it's a satirical thriller set in the contemporary art scene of L.A. Uh, Morph, Morph, which is the weirdest fucking character name ever, Morph, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, is a powerful art critic and collector who, with the help of his love interest, uh, Josephine, find these haunted paintings, essentially, from a deceased artist who had been never known before. And when these art dealers and critics start to sell the paintings and profit from them, the art comes to life and kills its victims which is a cool concept you have to admit that that is a cool concept robbie i think the concept of this movie is the coolest thing (laughs) ever i love art i love art and i i like the kind of mix of horror that it had yeah but i think this is the stupidest fucking movie ever (laughs) i fucking hated this movie well you're not the only one because on imdb it got a 5.7 out of 10 on Good. Metacritic, it got a 61%, and on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 64%, which on Rotten Tomatoes is kind of whatever. But It deserved lower scores. That was fucking terrible. I was so mad that I wasted a night watching this movie. It was like an hour and a half. Calm the fuck down. What else do no, you No, it was do? like a two-hour long movie, Robbie. This movie was like two fucking hours long. Yeah, but there was like 30 minutes of credits because I timed it in the beginning. There was a lot. There was a lot of credits. Robbie, it was. I was mad that I wasted my night watching it because I could have gotten so many other things accomplished, and this was not even worth it. This movie <laughs> so was many terrible. Things accomplished. This is a thing you have to accomplish. I only accomplished it because it was for the. But it wasn't. It wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. It was a it was. bad movie. It was a. Listen, like I said, the concept of this movie, awesome. I'm all yep. for it. But this, they took way too long way too long building the characters literally 20 minutes into this movie dan because i watched it with danny danny was like what's going on i was like just stick with it they're they're building some sort of plot line here like it will make sense eventually 40 minutes into the movie things finally start to fucking happen we'll get there and we'll get there okay oh my god 
We're going to uh, go through this like part by part. At least we're going to try to anyway. I'll try um, not to start... rant too much. I'm sorry in <laughs> yeah. advance. Lauren's horrible. I'm just irritated. So in the beginning with the, the intro credit scene, I really liked that. The intro, I don't know if you remember, it had that, the, the cartoony artsy things that they did with the music. I don't know if you remember, but. um, Not I really. really. I didn't really pay attention to the opening. The music score in this movie was pretty good. I enjoyed it. It was like creepy, but whimsical, but like suspenseful. I really, I like they did. A good yeah, job it didn't, that. it didn't stand out to me, but I remember not being upset with it. Like, I think that it, it played very well into the movie. Yeah, 100%. All right, so I wrote down on the uh, the first scene of this movie when Jake Gyllenhaal's character goes into the art gallery. Yep. And the first thing I wrote in all capital letters is Hobo Man Robot. <laughs> and how fucking creepy that thing looked. Yo, that thing was real creepy. <laughs> and he's like, what does he say? He's like, I can save you or something weird like yeah, that. Yeah, I built a railroad once. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, yeah, but like that last thing he says is like, I can help save you as he like looks towards him. And as no, he I it, can't like, save you. Or, I yeah, can't so, save you now or something like that. And I was like, oh, there's foreshadowing right there. That's pretty cool. This um, this movie had so much foreshadowing in it. Yeah, a like looking yeah. back on it, like there like so many things were foreshadowed. Yeah, I don't even know if it was foreshadowing. It's just kind of horror movie tropes at that point at least that i noticed i was like oh that's gonna happen well i don't we'll, know we'll what those are because i don't watch horror movies but <laughs> there were a lot of foreshadowing yeah uh which brings me to my next one which was also in the art studio in the beginning it was this giant sphere basically this giant ball i would never ball with ha- with holes in it saying it's like an interactive art piece that you had to stick your hand in it and it did like like tactile sensation like something they didn't really explain it too well it gave it like a sensation but. to the user that was unique to the user and it depended on what hole you stuck your arm in and like yeah who you uh, were and i wrote giant ball sticking my hand in question mark fuck no yeah <laughs> i wouldn't, I wouldn't stick display. my hand in that absolutely not yeah. and uh you find out why so <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um oh we forgot to introduce like some of the people that are actually in this movie um so some of the actors, uh, people that you might know, Jake Gyllenhaal, obviously, is the main character. I love him. Renee Russo. Uh, she plays, like, the, the competing art critic seller, kind of. The Velvet Buzzsaw player. Yeah, well, that's yeah, weird. We'll get to that, too. Um, we have Zawai Ashton, which plays Jake Gyllenhaal's love interest, Josephina. Tom Sturridge, don't know who that is. Neither do I know Tony Collette. Tony kind Collette like, so... is the is the chick with the short blonde hair. Yeah, She's I know in... that, but I don't know who I that love is. her. She's great. She's in a shit ton of stuff. Oh, good. Thanks. You know a whole lot. Um, yeah, I like her. <laughs> uh, Natalia Dyer. Now, she plays Coco, like the assistant. Um, She's I, in Stranger like, Things. Yes, exactly. I was like, where do I know this woman from? And I had to look it up. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I do. Yeah, she plays the, the sister in Stranger Things. And she's cool. I like her. Yeah, she's, she's too. beautiful. She's yeah. so cute. <laughs> and then there is David Diggs, who plays an artist in the, in the movie named Domrish. I recognized him as well. I was like, where do I know this guy from? He is in The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt oh! on Netflix. Oh! Yeah. Oh! Thank like... you, Robbie. Because <laughs> I didn't look him up. But I, yeah. I was like, wow, he looks familiar. All right. That, yeah. All right. Yep. And then the, I guess the other big one would be John Malkovich, which I had no clue was even in this movie. Oh, yeah. He's the artist. It. I love him. He's one of the artists. Yeah. Yeah. He's the sober artist. The sober artist, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we got back to that because I wrote down John Malkovich. Another thing about about um, 
Jake Gyllenhaal's character morph. I wrote, I wrote, I wrote main character gay question mark. <laughs> oh my god, his sexuality confused me. I it, it was weird, and I was like, how? Like, where are they going with this? And which makes sense later on, like, yeah, he's confused about himself. I'm like, oh, okay. But like the first scene, I even even the first scene, I was like, is he gay? Is he trying to be a gay guy? Is he trying to be a straight? Guy? I was like, whatever. Well, I got that he was gay, and then he had an affair, or he slept with that chick, and he made she made him confused. I don't know why that was hard for people. To yeah, <laughs> fucking women, everybody <laughs> confused. God, God, damn it. Yeah, and then yeah, Josephine, like their weird love story interest, it was confusing too. And I was like, is this really needed? That's what I'm saying, Robbie. They built so much time around these characters when really they should have been focusing on the art. They just, This was such <laughs> a fucking weirdly made movie. There were so many subplot lines that you could have cut out, made this shorter, and made it way more interesting. Easier to relate to. I liked I liked when the, the first scene when they hook up, she like puts his hand down in her like crotch area and as he's like going to like finger her, the next scene starts, but the next scene is just like the sound of airplanes taking off. <laughs> And I just thought that was so funny because as he's sticking his hand in her cooch, it just goes. I was like, what? (laughs) There was was a lot, a lot of things that had to do with Ariel in this, in this movie. Like every like split scene between like the different times was uh, like an overview of a city like from the air. And like that was an airplane taking off like to split the, to like split cut to the next scene. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I didn't really... A lot. I noticed I noticed I mean, there's it. A lot of, there's a lot of aerial <laughs> shots in every movie. But, like, why? Why was that necessary? Like, what did it have to do with anything? Well, it They could have used my... something. They could have just switched to the next scene. Like, that didn't so, need to be a thing. So, I think it does because it gets me to a later point that I have. Um, how how the, the, the editing for this movie seems to change art styles. All right. I don't know if you noticed. Like, it, it, like you talked about the, the air like overhead shots and it transitions into comic panels and then it goes into like quick zoom ins and zoom outs for transitions and i was like mate was that intentional like was it the idea to change the art style of the editing to be art like i don't know because that's what it seemed like i didn't really know i didn't really know i really only noticed the aerials because yeah that's what i look at areolas yeah (laughs) the the competing art art dealer art critic the 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 bitchy woman she had a tat. She she had a tattoo. Um, oh, she had she had two tattoos that they showed. I guess one on her neck that said "Velvet Buzzsaw," yeah, and then one, one on her arm. arm. Yeah, and it said "No Death, No Art, 1983." But they didn't explain that. Well, maybe they wanted you to figure it out, or maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe that's just a tattoo that she had. But they but they zoomed in on it, if I remember correctly, because that's why I paused it. And wrote it, it down was all right. So it was center framed for a little bit in one of yeah. the scenes when she was sitting there like reading something it like both both danny and i noticed it and we talked about it so they must have wanted us to see it but they must I have some other meaning i don't know but they didn't make it obvious at least but what it meant oh what is when did he when did he kill his dad when did he kill his dad and go to the insane asylum was that the same year i do not remember maybe write, maybe there down. wouldn't be any art if there wasn't a death you know no what I death, mean? No art. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, or I don't know. It's just a crazy con- theory. Just a crazy theory, Robbie. If the guy didn't die, then there would be no art because mm-hmm. the art wouldn't have been released. I don't know. I also wrote down Jake Gyllenhaal has range, like acting range. Oh, Jake Cause, Gyllenhaal cause... is very talented. Yeah, this character he was he did it pretty spot on. Yeah, I, did I didn't. Job. 
I didn't like the character per se, but I really liked <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal's acting. Was it because he was a confused gay man? Probably. I feel like I feel I was like that's why Lauren's gonna hate this movie is because it's a confused gay person. No, I hated this movie because it was poorly made and some of the <laughs> acting wasn't very good. But it was his acting. It was acted very well. What are you talking about? There was all right. I don't know. The story I just, has issues. There were some. There were some scenes where I was just like, "Why the fuck did you ever say that the way that you said that?" Like that. Well, just, that's not their fault. <laughs> well, it is. A good actor could pull it off. I feel like like it was if just it's bad written lines. You could. I don't know. Some of the <laughs> some spots, I was just like, "Why this is so fucking cheesy? Like, why would you ever do that?" But <laughs> well, this was also kind of a spoof movie. They're making fun of the art world. So I didn't know anything about this movie when I watched it. I didn't watch the trailer. I didn't read a synopsis of it. I just no. watched it. Neither so I'm I. only going off of nothing. Now, I watched, Robbie, I watched the trailer for this movie today. Yeah. That trailer put every good part of that movie in it. That's what yeah. I was talking about in one of our previous episodes. Like, every good part of this movie was in that trailer, so the movie was shitty. If they had, <laughs> like, I can understand people getting, like, mad about seeing this movie and, like, being disappointed by it because the trailer was so good. If you had had a worse trailer, this movie may have been better for those people. You know what I, I mean? It's, it's a catch-22. You make a shitty trailer and nobody wants to see your movie. You make a good trailer, everybody wants to see your movie. Yeah, but your movie, your movie is shitty. Your movie is shitty. I think you have way too much hate for this, mostly because it revolves around confused gay men. That's all about it. No, my hate for this movie is just that it was a bad movie. It's This, this whole movie was confused. This it whole was movie okay. was confused. No, it wasn't. This was like a movie being directed by somebody who directs drama who just like wanted to wanted to film a horror movie. It's it's the same guy that did um Nightcrawler. Yeah, which was a fucking amazing movie. I haven't seen it. Yeah, well, we'll watch Nightcrawler. See, that's what I'm saying. I'll watch, watch Nightcrawler, but this movie this movie was not well done, Robbie. I'm sorry. I just don't agree with you. I think it was well done. I think they missed points with like the story, that for sure. They should have this. But this movie well could it could have been so much better. It could it have been, been more so horror. much better. Could have been more horror horror. They could have had more than like four horror scenes in the whole movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, but then, it, but then if they had done too many, people would have done the exact opposite and complained that there was too many. You know, what but I mean? you so can like, do it. You can do a tasteful amount. You can do a tasteful amount and tasteful build character <laughs> in a decent amount of time. You don't have to fucking use an entire hour of just telling me who your character are characters are because they're too fucking confusing and nobody can relate to them because they're in the la art world 35 minutes of a movie is not how long it should take (laughs) to build a character you should be able to build it in the first like 10 fucking minutes no you'd be surprised movies nowadays are like they take forever to build characters then that's why i don't watch movies you should (laughs) be able to explain your character to me right away I don't well, have Lauren 30 has... minutes for you to yes, explain you the fucking character and then get into the story. Build your well, character and tell the story at the same fucking time. Lauren has ADHD and can't concentrate on 10 things. So, um, Moving on to part two, which I kind of considered the second, you know, they kind of finished doing those introductions and started moving into more into the movie. Um, I wrote down the weird relationship continues <laughs> between yeah. this weird couple. And I don't know, it kind of made me hate Josephine a little bit. I don't like her. I liked. I think she did a good job in the acting. I thought she. No, was see, too, so that was know. the actor that I didn't like. Really like throughout <laughs> this whole movie. I just thought that she. I just really don't think that she handled this role the best that she could have. <laughs> you just say because she messed up that gay dude's brain with <laughs> no. her vagina, with the power of her vagina. He's Listen, like, see, I'm I told all... you, you can. I told you, you can be gay or stray or stray or gay. He's just bisexual. Then everyone's on a scale, <laughs> Robbie. 
It's fine. I'm all for the power of vagina. So this means you too, Lauren, can convert back to the appropriate no, ways, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> you just need a dick. What? 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 Oh, um, Danny said thank you for your sperm, by the way. <laughs> you could take that a lot of ways. That's... It took me a second to figure out what we you're talking about. We talked about you being a sperm donor in my life at some point, and she she thanked you for wanting to be a sperm donor. Yeah, but that's not what you said. You said, thank you for the sperm. Well, that's that's exactly <laughs> what she said. She said, thank Robbie for the sperm. That's like the worst pickup line ever. Or not the pickup line, but just like the response text, you know, like the one night stand. <laughs> thanks thanks for, the for, the, thanks for the sperm. Like, oh, what? man. Oh, I wish that I was a straight woman. I would totally do that to fuck with people's heads <laughs> so bad. <laughs> well if you wish hard enough uh maybe i should oh well I'm... if i was still dating i would probably just do that now <laughs> one nice stand leave them thanks to the sperm they'd be like what thanks for the sperm let's say like a picture of like a vial or like something like that <laughs> we'll put it to good use um oh, back sure. to the movie sorry <laughs> they're at the uh the uh first art show i think that has the paintings of the dead guy so basically, yeah. th- this artist, she finds him dead in the stairwell or whatever, and she like, pretty much breaks into his house to find her his cat, but she finds all these paintings instead. And, and they're like be- was... it's beautiful art. Yeah, they were good-looking paintings. And he was burning them to try to get rid of them. And in his will, he said all the paintings had to be destroyed, but instead, she steals them all and puts them into the art, the, uh, what's it called? Show. <laughs> Show. <laughs> to, try and, to try and sell them. <laughs> Well, so she has this in with this art critic because Morph is an art critic. And Morph. if he if he likes them, then she would make a ton of money off of it. So she wanted to see if she could benefit from these paintings. Yeah, but she can't because she has to work with her original. Right. But then her but then her that boss. woman comes in and is like, oh, we can absolutely benefit from <laughs> these paintings. So she basically makes her partner in it. Yeah. Yeah, and she makes a lot of money. A lot of money. Because he writes good reviews about it, so they can sell it for a shit ton of money. Yeah. This also just delves into the whole problem with art. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll finish up on the art. All the right. Art scene. All right. <laughs> um, this brings us to our first death, which is basically like the handyman for the the art. What's the word I'm fucking looking for? The, the... Art scene? No, the art gallery. The gallery. The gallery. Thank you. <laughs> he's he's the handyman for the art gallery, and he gets entranced by these paintings like everybody else is, and he steals a bunch of the paintings to try and sell to make profit on his own. And I thought yeah. this was a cool death. It was cool. Um, basically, he's in the car, and the car catches on fire because of the paintings, and he goes into some like broken down gas station with a painting of like monkeys fixing a car. Yeah. Like, just like shitty art. Yeah. It's kind of it kind of reminds you of like the dogs playing poker. Yeah, like exactly. that's the vibe it had. And he's like trying to like clean himself up in the in the in the bathroom. Cuz he burned, he got burned. Yeah, he burned himself. And then the painting comes to life, these monkeys. And the monkeys start grabbing his head and start like trying to drag him into the painting kind of. Yeah, they pull him right in. Yeah, they never really show what happened to him though, do they? Cuz he I disappears. Know. Yeah. So Yeah, he just becomes part of the art. Now, yeah. I also really liked this death. When I yeah. when this happened, I was like, okay, good. Like, this is going to get good. This movie's going to get good. But they used, like, the best fucking death in the beginning. Uh, well. I'm trying to remember the other ones. No, that's not the best death. You're right. It's not, it's not the best. It's not the best death. Yeah. But I still, I feel like they could have, 
if that's your starting point, like you could do so much more. You could have done <laughs> so much more. And Lauren keeps on hating. It's gonna happen all episode, Robbie. Um. Oh shit! I skipped a part that I wrote down at that at that art show before he steals the stuff. The uh, Darmish, the the artist, the the hood gangster artist. Yeah, yeah. He's vaping inside yeah. at an art gallery. It's like, yeah. Isn't smoke horrible for art? <laughs> no, it's a, it's it's like a it's a vape pen. Smoke is horrible for art. Vape is still smoke. Yeah, but it's, it's in like an air not good for you. thing. <laughs> it's still it's a legal. no-no, I feel like. Well, who knows? He's the artist. He could. He's an artist. No one's going to tell him not to do it. <laughs> it was stupid. I was like, who lets it He vaped through vape? the whole fucking thing, dude. Yeah. Which is probably also... Guess what? He survived. People. He lived. He's only one of the only ones that lived. <laughs> yeah, because he wasn't a main character. Nobody cared. And then this brings me to the scene at John Malkovich's like art studio. Yeah, when he, that was when he a weird sh- scene. See, that I was an unnecessary it. scene. Well, I, yeah, I think they tried to build up John Malkovich's character, but they also were trying to build on the the art dealer that was working for him, that yeah. creepy little skeevy weirdo dude, the yeah, hipster. Yeah, he was fucking weird. Yeah, and I think this was the funniest part in the movie for me, is when he goes into the John Malkovich's art studio to look at his new paintings. <laughs> the guy the guy bends down at these three garbage bags, just filled <laughs> garbage bags, in the middle of the room, and he goes, It's magnificent. And he's like, that's not art. <laughs> it's literally just garbage. I laughed at that. I When he did that, I was like, that's not art, bro. That's not art. And he was like, he said that. <laughs> I was like, that's them just fucking with the art community. And I but I it. also I also picked that up, too. I was like, that's such a poke at, like, artists. Oh, just <laughs> fake, stupid bullshit critics. I love it. I was like, that's fucking hilarious. That was great. That was a great scene. So I'm, I'm yeah, glad they kept it because right. that was funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I liked that part of that scene. The rest of the scene was like... Uh, I, I barely remember what happened. I just know he showed him his, you know, his piece, his new piece. Yeah, that was like two big blobs on the, <laughs> stupid, on the which is also Which is also them making fun of art. Yeah. Because art yeah. fucking sucks. Well, I kind of feel so. like that would be John Malkovich's like role in this movie anyways, is to be like the satirical, like making fun of art Yeah, guy. I mean, this whole show, movie was kind of satirical. I mean, Jake <laughs> yeah, Gyllenhaal's whole character. I, I really liked that satirical aspect of it. Because I, really yeah. ap- I really appreciate art. Like, I love art. Uh, but I also just... H- hate the art world? Hate the art world. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, this leads into a scene later where... Jake Gyllenhaal goes over to Josephine's house and he says this one, just one weird thing that I was like, why? That was weird. He's talking about the furniture in her apartment. Oh, with the couch? Yeah. And he's like, this sofa is far too small for these high ceilings. It's just swimming in this room. And I'm like, what does that even fucking mean? <laughs> like, so he does this. He are does. You a, this are you a sofa uh, critic too? <laughs> like, so I picked this up a little bit throughout the movie. He's very nitpicky about some things like that and i think that's just to keep everyone in mind of like the frame of mind of this character like he like his first thought walking into a living room is this couch is far too small for the ceiling height like well, he's gay so that's what that it... well he's he's <laughs> bi but it's not it's not why but he's he also a it. critic what he said. he's also a critic yeah he's an asshole yeah but he criticizes everything the girl yeah. even mentions it at one point she's like you're so critical He's like, it's yeah, my job. Like, yeah, but you don't need to. Yeah, I'm saying that's what I'm saying. It's not why he said it. It's what he said. It's just swimming in here. I have never heard anybody ever say that describing a sofa. Really? 
Why would no? Why would well? That's a that's a good adjective. I like that adjective. It's just swimming in here. It's just swimming what? in here. Like it's just got so much room. Like it's not proper. <laughs> I understood it. I thought that that was fine. I think. I, wow, you liked some You're part just, of the movie. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what great vocabulary. Oh man. <laughs> uh, and then this leads into the second death of the movie at about an hour in. This is the creepy art dealer, the one that we were making fun of, the stupid hipster. Yeah, and he gets hung to death, hung to death and? by one of the by by one of the paintings, ironically in his own gallery with one of the with one of the art displays. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of neat. It was an interesting um, use of like uh, art, <laughs> like the psyche, like the psyche. Yeah, maybe art, but just like the psychological. Like you walked into the he walked into this open gallery like there was no wall and he turned around and it was like he was actually in an attic like that sort of like yeah augmentation well, part of, his, of that was part of his, the, the art display in his place right because yeah but it of... like it actually like moved and closed in and closed him in it and and actually i thought like i thought he was gonna get hung by his tie or like he was gonna die by his tie but i thought it was gonna be when he went to go look at like the the movie real because it, it's like rolling i was like watch your tie bro it's gonna get stuck in there like it's gonna get wrapped in you're gonna choke oh, to death yeah, on yeah. the movie thing like your head's gonna get chopped off but then he just like climbed up to the to the, like the, the rafters, light bulb whatever to the yeah, light yeah. bulb and a hand came down and like grabbed his tie and like hung him up <laughs> yeah that wasn't bad it wasn't bad yeah it was it wasn't it gory was, but it was so yeah, yeah it's fine yeah and then um coco Played by Natalie Dyer, the assistant finds his finds his dead body, and I had I'd written down like Coco works for everyone that's died so far, or or all of the art critics. Robbie. So I was like, it's like, is there something more going on here with fucking Coco? Like, I literally, I halfway through the movie, or like really towards the end of the movie, I was like, there's gonna be some sort of like uh, twist at the end of this. Yeah, and she's actually gonna be, have been a serial killer, like murdering all of the. <laughs> All of these art people though, so that she can get ahead in the world and i was very wrong she's just so, so fed up by the end of this fucking movie yeah. so <laughs> i i too i too thought it was going to be a twist spoiler alert it's not um i thought she was going to be like the the granddaughter of the artist and like oh. she's the one that cursed these paint like all that stuff and but they, that doesn't even happen <laughs> i like that we both thought I wonder what it says about our psyches, like us, which way we thought she was going to be the killer, yeah. but that we both thought that she was going to be like <laughs> something to do killer. with. Yeah. I, I just but thought she, she was involved. She literally worked for every single person that died. Yep. Yeah. Which we're going to get to as well. Um, and because because 15 minutes right after that death, the third death happens and it is, um, what's her face? The Tony. Which is like the other art critic, art like gallery owner. Yeah, she worked for the museum, and then she changed jobs to be an advisor, right? Yeah, and something like that, yeah. Or she gets the job, but then she also starts selling his paintings, the dead guy's paintings. No, she buys them for people. She she's like a buyer. Yeah, but she makes money off of them. She's yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. She's because she she's advises profiting. them. She's an advisor. She advises them to buy those paintings, so she's she makes in, a profit yeah. when she buys. She makes a shitload of profit. Paint. Which is why the paintings want to kill her. Yeah. And she's at the same art gallery that has the sphere that we talked about earlier with the holes in it. And she sticks her hand in it to experience it herself. And it fucking eats her fucking arm off or cuts it off or whatever. I knew it was I think it cuts do it off. That. 
I knew it was going to do that, Robbie. Why would you yeah, stick that's... your arm in that? <laughs> Obviously, it's going to fucking chop your arm off. I wrote, knew it, dot, dot, dot. Oh, yeah. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, I knew this was going to happen. So that was, that was a good death. Sure. I, lo- I like that, that death. That, um, it's funny because if you remember, like, she added the sphere, like, at the end. Like, it was like a last minute add-on. Yeah. Like, it wasn't supposed to be a part of the original, like, gallery. Yeah, it wasn't in the, br- wasn't in the brochure when the yeah. guy said it. And I like the scene after that when she's dead on the floor covered in blood. Um, the, the I knew this opens. was going to happen, too. I knew that this was going to happen. The gallery opens for all these people and a, like a bunch of school kids come in for the field trip. And they think the dead body is part of the art display. So they're like playing in the blood. <laughs> Which is fucking hilarious. And blood has come out of every single hole of this sphere. Yeah. So everyone who goes to the gallery has stuck their arm like in this bloody hole. Yeah. Like to, um, to have their experience. Like it's. But I think it. Um. This stole a lot of stuff from, like, other shows, too, because, like, like CSI has done, like, an episode where, like, a body has been part of an art exhibit. And, like... Every show has. I mean... Well, that's what I'm saying. Like... But this makes more sense. We knew that that anything. was going to be in this movie. Like, it just... I think it worked. I think it was funny. Oh, I, th- it, I, I thought worked. it was funny. And, of course, uh, who finds the dead body? Coco. Because now Coco was working for... I believe her name was Gretchen, right? In that one. Uh, beats me. Yeah, and then... And then she finds another dead body. So it's like three fucking dead bodies. Yep. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Or no, not three. I guess two dead bodies because nobody ever found the first guy, the handyman. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, brings us on to part three. And the first thing I had written down was the evolution of Josephine's wardrobe. It gets more and more artsy. In the beginning, yeah, she's just wearing like a nice pantsuit kind of ish or whatever you want to call it for girls yeah and it just kind of like evolves into Power more suit. artsy like like unique pretentious kind of <laughs> yeah and actually danny at one point throughout this movie was like i want to go shopping with her like i want to i want to <laughs> when it was right when they the first gallery opening she yeah. was wearing like a she was wearing like a power suit with a matching bra. Yeah. <laughs> but you're totally right but that's because i think that's supposed to show like her her evolution from being just like an assistant to like being on the being same rich. level, the same level as the Velvet Buzzsaw chick. Yeah, but they but they don't really explain it. Like they don't explain that she has all this money now. They you just have to kind of assume she has all this money from selling the paintings now. From selling the paintings, like it's she's sh- being shown to be more important, yeah. like through her clothing richer, and through yeah, her experiences. The richer she's getting, yeah. She's profiting off the painting. She is profiting. Yep. Um. I don't really totally remember what happens. Like, nothing super important happened after that, except Jake Gyllenhaal's character calls her, or calls somebody at one point, and this motherfucker in 2019 or whatever it Has a place, goddamn flip phone! Flip phone. <laughs> a motherfucker! I was waiting. I was waiting to bring this up, Robbie. This guy has a motherfucking flip phone. This, this isn't, this doesn't take time take place in the past. People have fucking AirPods, all right? Yeah. Why does he have a flip phone? I wrote, I wrote, rich art critic has a shitty flip phone. Flip phone. What year is it? Wow, they never it's really explained hard to why. say flip phone, huh? Flip, flip phone. They never, and they never, they never really explain why he has this fucking burner, like a drug dealer. And I'm like, why? <laughs> is it else just like part phone. of his character? Does he just like not believe in I don't like know. Maybe having it has something a... to do with trust? Like he doesn't trust anybody with smartphones, so he he's he, he's closed off to people. He's a he does maybe he doesn't want to taint. I don't know. He, he doesn't want to taint his thoughts getting on the internet in, in 
<laughs> Who knows? And reading things. I don't know. I, it just bothered me that he had a flip phone. Yeah, because in the beginning, he carries around a, a pad of paper to write notes with, too, when he's at the art gallery. So it might make sense. why, Because, like, you would think a rich art guy nowadays would just write it on his phone or some stupid shit like that. Yeah. But he actually brought pen and paper, you know what I mean? So maybe that just has something to maybe do with it. Maybe that's just his quirk. Like, that's yeah. just his thing. So before we move on to talking more about Lauren's new favorite movie of 2019, we're going to go on a beer break. <laughs> Yes. I'm about due, so. I am. Ha- I have been done. I have been done. <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking. No, I that's can't fine. Talk I've been talking, and... too. I can't talk. I know you've been drink. talking. I know. I'm sorry. I told you I was going to rant a lot, Robbie. This this movie has really gotten to me. Really gotten to me. All right. We're going to take a quick beer break. All and right. we will be right back. Yes. All right. Beer break. Go. Is there a certain fast recruiting site that's just not cutting it for your business? Then you should head on over to rapidapplicant.com and not only get who you need, but also what you need. Faster and sexier than the competition. So do the right thing for your business and use rapidapplicant.com for all your hiring needs. And if you act now, you can use the discount code MUFFDIVER2019 for your first month free. That's special code MUFFDIVER2019 for your first month free at rapidapplicant.com. Happy hiring! And we are back from our beer break with two totally brand new beers. But before we do that, we are going to review our first beers. I drank Guava Mochi IPA from Great Notion Brewing. I love Great Notion, as all of our listeners know. Um, Not my favorite Great Notion that I've had so far. Really? Um, It was good, but definitely not not top three out of of it. It was unique. I think it was the milk sugar that I just... I just don't care for it as much as other flavors. All right, all right. So I give it, I give it a. Oh man, this is hard. <laughs> I give it a two point seven five out of five. <laughs> well, Robbie, that is exactly the score that I was going to give my beer. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, um, I like it. It's a. It says it's a wheat ale, but it really didn't taste like a wheat ale. Like maybe it was a little, like that different kind of thickness that like i find wheat ales or like wheat beers to have like it's been um, a while since i've had a wheat beer so i don't know like if i think when i had a shock top last like it has like a weird <laughs> thickness lauren you had a shock top how dare you yeah like the, literally the last one i had was probably the first one that i had <laughs> 10 years ago it was fucking terrible <laughs> but like even when i drink wheat beers like they have a weird like bready thickness and this didn't have that like it was a it was it was different and i really liked it um it wasn't my favorite I I would probably drink one of these if I was already slightly intoxicated. Um, <laughs> Leave it to Bissell Brothers to make a wheat beer not taste like a wheat beer, right? So yeah, I, it's a it's a good beer. It's a they good beer. They don't do anything half-assed, so kind of assume, right? Yeah, you're right. I have yeah. a couple. Actually, had another. I have a couple more from Bissell Brothers. Maybe I'll drink them on the show. Um, yeah, two point seven five. Two point seven five. Cool. So we agree. Yeah. We agree right. on separate beers. That's cool. <laughs> Yay! I don't, I don't remember what you gave Guava Mochi when you guys drank it. Uh, Robbie, I don't remember anything about that night. Steph had to sleep on my couch because... <laughs> I was so drunk that Steph had to sleep on my couch. <laughs> Steph, <What>? was... <laughs> Steph was also... <laughs> Steph was also intoxicated. We, Robbie, we were up until like 3 o'clock in the morning and, and we were drunk. All of those... Steph gave me a couple of great notions tonight, actually. Um... She gave me the double stack and the sticky bun. Yeah, hey, I got um, those in my fridge too. Oh, we could drink them at the same time. 
Oh, I'm going to drink them with uh, Danny. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. I told her if Steph ever gave me any, I would drink them with her. We could <laughs> do fine. a we could do a flights with friends. You want to do a flights with friends? Yeah, well, she's not my friend. Oh. All right, we're gonna move on to part. No, we're still in part three. Um, uh, no, we're gonna talk about the beers that we have now. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. For my second <laughs> beer, I am drinking a beer actually from I think this is from Steph. What is it? This Tell is me. From you. This is either from you or Steph, but I think it's Steph. Uh, this is Skimpy Sparrow from Trillium Brewery. That's from, Steph. That's from an... Steph, but we got it. She gave me one too. Or maybe this we got a... it separately. I don't know. Sorry. This is an American Pale Ale. It's part of their Small Bird series, which I've actually had a few of, but I don't little remember. Chicken. I don't remember which ones. Little Chicken. Chicken Little. Little I did, Chicken. I did not have Something that one. Something with the chicken. I don't remember which ones I had, to be honest. <laughs> that head? <laughs> I don't think I did it on the show. You had it. Maybe I had it. I've had that Skimpy Sparrow, too. It's really good. I liked it. Go Trillium. So it doesn't look like a pale ale, and it doesn't taste like a pale ale. That is good. It's like, it's like a super light. It's like they wanted to make an IPA, but it didn't come out right <laughs> you think it's juicy yeah it's a juicy pale ale yeah it's delicious That's weird it's it is it's very delicious i don't know 5.4 percent yeah it's perfect it's perfect beer i, I love you trillium i love you. <laughs> I love you Trillium. i've been liking like lower alcohol percentage beers lately uh, i don't know i have to just so i can drink more of them i'm trying to cut down my beers but I drink beer once a week now, and it's on this podcast. Cause I know it's that's what much. I'm. That's what I'm aiming for. I'm aiming to just drink beer during this podcast, yeah. and when I record on Wednesdays with Steph before we go to trivia. But she got ditched yesterday, so. Well, yeah, I had to. I had to. Steph got uh, ditched. Edit. That's what I'm yeah, Steph got ditched because I, I, I couldn't go to. I couldn't go to trivia. I had to edit our podcast because I have a busy weekend, and I want to make sure I get it done so that you have time to listen to it before I send it. Look at look at Lauren doing her job. I know. Look, I'm trying to be more responsible, Robbie. Okay, I didn't go out and spend money. I stayed home and I edited, edited. Yep. I stayed home and I edited. Okay, look, I'm being an adult. I approve. I'm fine with it. Thank you. God, I just need a little reinforcement in my life. Jesus, that's what a fucking girlfriend's for. And she is very reinforceful. She's she's really supportive. I just <laughs> she wanted to reinforces hear it from you. the fuck out of you. <laughs> yeah, she does. Ah, ah, yeah. Ah. All right. So, do you want to know what I'm drinking, Robbie? Oh, you didn't say yet. <laughs> no. I don't remember. Where are we? <laughs> Who are we? What are we doing? Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a good ending of an episode. All right. So I am drinking uh, Death Posture uh, from Foreign Objects Brewing. And they are uh, located in Stratford, Connecticut. Stratford. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? Stratford? Stratford, Stratford Connecticut. Um, it is a new American hoppy ale. And it is brewed with Galaxy... Motuka, Motuka, Motika, hops, Motika, and Calypso hops. Um, so it should be choppy and tropically, tropically. Does that say tropically? No, it says tropical fruit. Damn it. Yeah, because it should it's be. <laughs> it should be good. Yeah, it's way more bitter than the than the first beer. Um, it's bitter, but it's fruity. I feel like I say that about every fucking beer that I've had for like the past nine episodes. It's it's bitter, but it's fruity, and it's got it's a bitter, thick mouthfeel. Fruity. But I just drink a lot of the same kind of beer, so it's hard to, like, yeah, differentiate, differentiate the tastes. But I love Galaxy Hops. Like, Galaxy Hops are probably my favorite hop 
uh, in beer because it gives it like so much more of a tropical taste. I don't. The only one I can ever point out is um, was it mosaic? Mosaic I can pick out pretty easily. Yeah, because it, it has a funk that I think it's mosaic. It's the funk that I don't like sometimes. Same. Like like, mosaic hops are are used in so many IPAs. Like it's such yeah. a such a popular IPA hop. But I can pick out a mosaic hop in a beer. Yeah. And I just like I just don't like it. There's a taste about it that I don't. What's the branch and blade one that's just brewed with that one? Hot? I think it's just mosaic. I don't know. I can't remember what it is, but I could tell right away of which one. I was like, oh, this is the hop I'm not a huge fan of. Yeah. So Garrison Garrison City Brewery did one that was called like Mosaic or something like that, and you like it was just brewed with mosaic hops, and everyone like everyone was like, hey can you get this? Cause like they had crowlers and I lived in like Dover, like, and even when I moved back to Keene, like, uh, Brutopia kept it stocked all the time. He's like, yeah, that's like the most popular one. Yeah. But I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I was like, I don't understand what people like about this because I just, you're right. Mosaic hops just have like a weird, funk about a weird it. funk. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't either. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways, I love galaxy hops and this oh, beer is really galaxy good. Hops. All right, we're going to continue with our movie review here. Uh, we left off on, what did we talk about? The evolution of Josephina's wardrobe. No, we left off on the shitty flip phone. <laughs> Why Fuck rich that guy flip, phone. flip phone. Are you kidding me? Yep. Um, I also wrote down, like, as, as the show goes on, Josephine, while her outfit evolves, she starts to look worse. Like, yeah, she has, like, bags under her eyes. because she's emotionally drained. Or I was thinking it was drugs. Because, like, the richer she got, like, that art scene, it's always drugs. It's always something. You know what I mean? Oh, so I was like, no, I never thought drugs. She didn't really have any habits of, like, a drug user. They didn't show it, but it looked, because she, she had very little to do later on in the movie. It just looked like she was, like, on a cocaine bender, like, up all night and and just, I like, think, all this stuff. And I, was I like, think that, that that was just, like, stress. I think that it that was be. just, like, the stress that came with, like, the art industry. Yeah. And, like, uh, having to keep up appearances and... And living yeah. a lie and knowing that she has this living big secret. Lie. I thought of it more of as an anxiety, like she Could knows be. she's doing something wrong kind of thing. Or heroin. Um, <laughs> she also bangs Darmish. Dar- yeah, Darmish, the, uh, the, the other artist. Yeah. Yo, his hair and his beard were cut perfectly. <laughs> um, and then we have the return of the hobo man. Hobo um, man. I love that foreshadowing. Jake Gyllenhaal tries to take all of the leftover paintings and then put them in like a storage unit so nobody else could get a hold of them. And when he's trying to do this, he gets pretty much the fourth and fifth deaths take place at the same time, technically. Um, and Hobo man comes back to life and chases him through the, the storage unit facility, which is cool. I thought that was a cool scene because it was creepy as fuck. Yeah. And the foreshadowing for that was like... Um at the funeral that the Asian guy who was the, the art dealer for that, for that yeah. showing was like, you totally like ruined it. Like we, he's sitting in storage. Oh, now yeah. And he should he be like, it. he bad, yeah, it. <laughs> he bad mouthed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, it's sitting in storage when it should be like changing the world. Yeah. And like him going to that storage unit and being killed by like the, the thing that he ended up profit, like he yeah. profits off of the bashing of this and that yeah. like it diminished it the actual like meaning of art i mean it was a shitty exhibit but yeah i mean yeah, the, the hobo the crazy hobo robot like uh, even though he ha- he was trying to make a difference like he wrote an article saying that like 
that was just going to crush the value of all these paintings. Oh. And he like yeah. tried to stop everything like it was too late because he had already benefited yeah. so much. He, he tried to be the good guy. But I don't think he ever, he didn't sell any of the paintings, did he? No, but he benefited off of uh, giving the paintings a good review. Yeah, I he makes well, I mean, money he wasn't off those. Wrong. That was the thing. He wasn't wrong by giving. But it he a also view. he also so, but he also bought the rights for a book for it. Nobody yeah. else could write a book about him, so he was going to profit off of that book. He also yeah. said that with those rights, he wanted like five paintings of his, so he was going to write a good review and make money off of those paintings at some point. Like well, it was he wasn't giving value paintings. to things. He was keeping. It them. doesn't matter. It gives value but. to the, like the art that he owns. I think that one might be been reaching a little bit because I was surprised they killed him. I thought they were going to like redeem him. So a couple times, so there was like one time that like even Danny was like, oh my God, he's going to die. And I was like, no, he's the main character. They're not going to kill him. What are you talking about? And then he <laughs> fucking died. I was like, what a, first off, yeah. you should have killed him in a, I think they could have killed him in a cooler way. A little, a little more I, epic. Oh, yes. More epic. Like, or like they should have shown it happening at least like some sort of, yeah, I don't really did, like, but... <sighs> I think it could have been, they could have given his death more honor yeah <laughs> more honor. I mean? <laughs> yeah. um but so this death happens the same time as josephine's death when she is in the art art gallery for darmish's art which is ironic because right. she was banging him and then did like he like dumped her and but i think it's important to say that he dumped her to go back to his underground art yeah, collective cause he didn't, yeah because he, he didn't care about money off of art at all yeah he didn't care about money his character kind of annoyed me and that because it's like that stereotypical I'm doing art for, for you know the under you know what I mean. But for, I think that that was sake. kind of the satirical, like, that satirical poke at that yeah, yeah. girl the whole but time. I the whole time character. he was like, oh, I don't care about the money. But he like got this thing, and then yeah, he's yeah. like, oh, I don't care about the money. And they're like, you're going global, and he's like, I don't care about the money. I'm gonna give it all back. Like yeah. he got as big as he knew he could, and then was like, ah, fuck it all. I don't care. It's like, oh, you're so annoying. Because if I had that, I'd sell it so quick. <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly. So she dies, basically. All of Darmish's paintings, like the the paint, run. It was kind of a weird death, but like the the paint runs on the floor and it crawls up her legs and her body and like makes like these weird creepy paint tattoos all over her. And I don't remember how did it actually kill her. I don't remember. So it doesn't show it. This does it? this death I like. All right, so let me rephrase that. I hate this death, but I love the ending of this death <laughs> because this death doesn't explain at all how it fucking kills her yeah. but in the end it gives a close-up of that wall and she's part of the art in the graffiti the, and it's graffiti, really yeah. cool it's yeah. very cool but it never explains how that paint kills her it just oh, shows yeah. it like running up inside of her body like a tattoo which might be foreshadowing to the last death but like mm. um it then it just goes into her eyes and that's it that's like the end scene like it doesn't but that's okay it's like because sometimes you don't have to show that kind of thing because it just happens because it's like but that's two deaths in a row now that it doesn't fucking explain anything about the death maybe that's why they wanted it you never know you never that, know. It, you can't call this a horror yeah, film if you don't fucking know. do anything. You don't even give any detail. I God so damn speaking it. of deaths, uh, guess who finds Jake Gyllenhaal's body? Coco. Fucking Coco. Because Coco starts working for him in a couple scenes previous, when he's like thinking he's going crazy and like cracked out of his mind. And yeah, and then I just wrote Coco has has a. Uh, oh wait, where is it? Coco continues to work for dead people. <laughs> That's when I said, that's when I was like, hey, Danny, do you think that this is going to be like a, a weird, like M. Night 
Shyamalan or whatever the M. fuck Night his Shyamalan. name is. It. Yeah. Like <laughs> weird ending that she's like a serial killer. Like would have made it better. Would have made it better. Right then, I wouldn't even be mad at this movie. I'd be yeah. like, Ah, you got me. You Missed got me. And then I realized Coco has the the. So this is kind of like the end scene, kind of almost. You know what I mean? And then, um, Coco ends up with the dead painter's cat. Do you notice that? Yeah. Dees, Dees, the dead, the dead old Deese, man. Dees, the painter. Yeah. Yeah. She ends up with a cat, which I was like, Oh, I forgot about the cat. <laughs> That's how it started oh, it. Yeah. Did you think about that? That's how it started it. Is she went in to look for the cat, and oh, that that's how she found cat. the paintings. Yo, Fuck cats, cats. <laughs> have a lot to do in this movie. That because the yeah. last chick, right? The oh, she last has the hairless chick cat. She has the hairless cat, and yeah, her yeah. painting in her room was her was a little girl and a cat, and then yep. two shadows. Just two creepy shadows. Yeah. So, so every every painting that the person took for their home had something to do with them. Did you notice that? Like it was like they related it to it somehow. I never understood the the what was the girlfriend's name? Josephine. The one who died. Yeah, Josephine. I never understood her paintings. Th- that's the thing. They oh. didn't explain a whole lot of it. Yeah, but but like everyone else's like made sense. But so that the the picture on her phone the one that she couldn't get off of her phone yeah. right before the wall like ate her was... Before <laughs> the wall ate her. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's essentially what happened. Yeah, I guess. So that was, that was <laughs> a painting in the end that yeah. the guy was hanging up, but also that was a painting in Jake Gyllenhaal's office. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if like because she like yeah. fucked him over. Who knows? Like, like that might have had something to do with it. I don't know. Who knows? But then it leads us to the final scene and the huh. last death, which was um, the the bitchy, crazy art dealer. Which they velvet buzzsaw. But yeah, but they barely explain like that. She basically dies by her tattoo of a buzzsaw that says velvet buzzsaw on it coming to life and fucking killing her, like turning on like a actual circular saw and killing her. All right, but so so she was profiting off of all of this art yes. so much. Yes. And she, so she knew that Jake Gyllenhaal's character, Morph, was going to write an article because he warned her he was going to write an article that it was uh, like this shit was cursed. Like this is the, <laughs> the history of the art guy because that was the intention of the first guy who got hung. He was going to release an article that was going to diminish the value of all of the art and he died. And so this guy was going to release, Morph was going to release an, he, an article that was going to explain all this and all of the art was going to be worth like nothing. So she sold all the art knowing that it was going to be worth, worth nothing because right before it did. And then she was at home and she had a picture of a cat, her and her cat and like two shadows coming into a room. Like that was like the picture. And then her cat got out of the house, never chase a fucking cat. I don't know why people chase cats. Why would you chase a cat? In any sort of movie. that It's just stupid. If the cat doesn't come to you, it, it'll come when it wants to. Just don't fucking chase it. So she goes outside, look for the cat, and this big fucking statue thing that she has goes to fall over on her. It almost kills her. So she gets rid of all of the art in her home. So, like, it, like, it never said that she sold it. I thought she was just, like, getting rid of it. Like just No, she did. So she got rid of all of the art so but the did art could kill her. But did she say she sold it? No, no, it was going to, they're like, yeah, it's going to go to storage. Like it's, yeah, like it's, we're, it's weird. we're moving it, like, it out. So well, that's why but, it looked like she was like reborn. Like she didn't, 
she wasn't going to profit off of it because she was so scared. She was just no, like, she just was, put it away. She was, she was relieved that there was no art because the art was what was killing people. Yeah. But did you notice in that last scene, it was her just sitting in the sunlight with, and her cat came to sit next to her and there were two shadows from a cactus. It yeah. recreated the same scene from that painting yeah. and the fucking art which was the tattoo on her neck, (laughs) fucking just drilled into her. Are you kidding me? What a dumb (laughs) ending. What a dumb death. It was so stupid. It was, it's a brilliant concept, but it's so stupidly executed. I would so much have rather had like just a guy with a fucking buzzsaw come and chop her head off. That would have been a much better ending than her (laughs) fucking tattoo drilling into her neck. I was like, God damn it. What a dumb Dumb ending. Stupid. Yeah, it, was, it was a little odd. Because I thought was she was going to live. I thought she was going to be the only one that lived. Because she, like, redeemed herself by just removing the paintings. and. But then but then re- you would have been like, why didn't the other guy redeem himself? He was putting them in storage and then he was leaving. Because I think he, didn't he already profit off of them? Because, like, like you said, he already. She had already she profited off of it, too. Did she already? Yeah, she okay. sold all the, all the rest of the paintings to some yeah. dealer be- before the, the value dropped. She was the person who profited off it the most. Either way, that's how Dumb the movie bitch. ends. Except for John Malkovich on the beach drawing pictures in the sand, which was weird. <laughs> well, I think that that was kind of to show that like he went back to the basic roots of like basic art, like yeah. the basis, like art makes you happy, and like he needed to find the happiness, like so. It <laughs> Even though he's just angry the whole time. So, at a scale of one to five, what would you give this movie, Lauren? A one to five. <sighs> I would give this I would give this movie I would give this movie a 2. 2. Yeah. Uh, I ba- give it a 2.5. Only I would give it a 2 only because I think the concept is really cool and I yeah. really liked some of the scenes. I just wish they had condensed it and like in and enhanced it. That's what I that's what I wish. Enhanced. Yeah. Um the movie wasn't bad. It wasn't good either. They really could have done so much more with the theme and the story that they had. They had a lot of opportunity. They left loose ends, and then they didn't explain a lot of stuff. I feel like there could be an Origins movie where they could actually explain what the fuck's going on, especially with the artist. Um, I would have I would have loved for them to have spent more time on the history of the artist. Yeah. Um, it was an interesting watch. It wasn't as scary or horror-y as it could have been. It was literally a waste of my entire night. <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> I enjoyed the music score and the art direction. I think they did a really good job with that. I just think the story fell short, for sure. I would love to see a remake of this movie. A remake of, yeah, this <laughs> brand new movie. <laughs> That'd be a slap in the face. <laughs> I don't care. I would That's love funny. to see a remake. Yeah. I would love for them to have a redo for this, yeah. because I think it could be really good. Uh, but I it, it just wasn't. It just was not. <laughs> so I also told Lauren, you have to come up a na- come up with a name for the movie of what it should have been named after you watched it. Just like after having seen everything, just being like, oh, they could have done this, they could have done that. What's just a horrible name for this movie that you think they should have done? Oh, no. All right, so... I told her this yesterday, I know, and she still didn't fucking think I know, think and I... Because I could... I'm not Simple. good at names. Simple. I'm not... Robbie, you know I'm not good at names. I would say that shitty art dealers get killed by cursed art, that everyone <laughs> dies, and we're appealing to... The paranormal community. That was way that's too a, long. You're right. You're right <laughs> that's that's my well. At least that's my synopsis of the movie. <laughs> it has it's not maybe a killer killer hipsters killed by art paintings. Hipsters killer art. 
Um, I chose the story of a confused gay man and killer paintings. Because <laughs> that's what I took from it. was just this gay guy who was just too confused about his life. I mean... Figure yourself out. It's a weird subplot. It's such a weird subplot. Like, that didn't even need focus. That got focus. Well, I think they're just, this... they're just fucking with the art community at this point. And it was so... That was funny to me. That was funny to me. They God just, damn it. They're like, artists are fucking weird. And art critics are fucking idiots. And do what you want maybe do everything i know want. i learned in art school that's what i would <laughs> that's what i'd name this at the, at the end i wrote our because i always found this odd are art critics actually artists like do they do art themselves or are they just assholes with opinions and this goes for any critic like film music anything i don't like, know it, it just seems like assholes with shitty opinions and they, they're just the loudest asshole so they had they're able to you know profit off of it do you think? Or or are some think so. of them actual people that have background in that? I'd like That's to the know the, statist- the statistics. I never hear about art critics who are actually artists. But how much do you actually know about the art world? I looked I looked up like that portion, like art critics. I looked up art critics. And none of them sounded like they were artists ever. Or if they were, they were unsuccessful artists. That's why they're art critics. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I who are you to judge? I don't know. Oh, you should watch the Adam Ruins Everything episode on this because I watched it. I just don't remember it now, but he he really brought to light that whole um, Well, I've seen the one with wine concept. wine critics because wine critics are a bunch of fake BS. But yeah. My parents are probably better wine critics than most of those wine <laughs> right? critics. You and I are better. Hell yeah. Haven't you Hell heard my yeah. beer reviews, motherfucker? I know my yeah. wine. My- <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read any of your beer reviews because you don't post any of them. Mm. Um They'll so, all have to be audio. I'm going to record my beer reviews, and I'm going to post don't. them on there. <sighs> now that that's over with, Lauren's favorite movie of the year. Can you rate your beer? Oh, shit. Hang on. Oh, shit. Okay. Um. <laughs> just said okay, and then stared at me. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking. Sorry. Um, I would rate this beer a three. Uh, what was it? I don't remember. Um. This was uh, Death Posture by Foreign Objects. It just didn't really develop the flavor that I wanted it to. Uh, it's it's still like the same bitter, but like sometimes bitterness changes as the beer like warms up warms or up. you let it sit. Uh, and I like the bitterness that that kind of evolves into, but like this one didn't change. And it's it is it is fruity and it's good. I would. I'd probably be able to drink about two of these, and that's that's it. It's pretty. It's a pretty bold, bitter, tropical flavor. What's the but, ABV? Um, good question, Robbie. I don't know if you it said eight point one percent. It's a little higher, but it's not not too bad. Yeah, you know what? It, it kind of tastes like an eight percent beer. If that makes sense. <laughs> tastes yeah. like. Oh, oh, I got an idea. That's what we should do sometime. Is we cover up the ABV for our, some of our beers, and we try to guess. Ooh, yeah. Look it up. Either way, um, I drank Skimpy Sparrow from Trillium. It's an American Pale Ale. I like this beer a lot. It's like a, it's a very juicy American Pale Ale, which I really don't see too often. Yeah, they're pretty light usually. And it's very good. It's like a watered down orange juice kind of color. Three point two five. Ooh, yeah. Very enjoyable. You definitely kill like three or four of these pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. I definitely agree with that. Mmm. Yeah. Wow, Robbie. Yeah, 3.25. I like it. I like it. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode. 
You can find us on Instagram at The Brew Interviews or Twitter at Brew Interviews. You can also send us an email at thebrewinterviews at gmail.com or on Facebook under The Brew Interviews. And if you feel so inclined, you can head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash thebrewinterviews and become part of The Brew Interviews family. Just like these few people, we have Hillary, Mitch, Steph, Karen, Danny, and Jess. Thank you all for supporting the show. Lauren, do you have anything else to add? Uh, no. Nope. Shitty movie. Shitty movie. I hate you, Robbie, for making me watch it. The end. For the Burn Reviews, I'm Robbie. And I'm Lauren. Good night. This has been The Brew Interviews, a podcast about craft beers coast to coast with Lauren and Robbie. Thanks for the sperm.